0: that is the sound of an arizona kiwi strawberry as we are live from the Toyota studios in uh, non-sponsored in either of those categories, uh, cars or iced tea juice beverages here on the casual diehard podcast. I'm Jesse from the internet. Uh, we have a WNBA show today. I'm excited about that because it's a WNBA free agency. We're also going to talk some baseball. Uh, Ace is here from the internet. Ace, how are you?
1: I'm doing great it was definitely a monday for wnba news which is to say just very chaotic but doing all right it has
0: has been a chaotic free agency so far anna is also here anna how are you
1: i'm
2: doing all right um looking forward to you know getting into the chaos
0: yeah uh we all as liberty fans the three of us have not had Too much of the chaos More of uh, Waiting and hoping for You know An upgrade that I don't think Was ever really likely Um But Things have gotten more interesting Around the league Um Specifically last year I think it was a Pretty much clear cut Two team league Um -hmm. At the top It was Going to be an upset If it wasn't Liberty Aces in the finals
2: Um and I mean now, I think you've at least got to put Connecticut in there.
0: Well, that brings me to what I want to ask you guys: um, Storm and the Sun, two most active teams as far as like we want to be in this mix, be in in this challenge. Which one of them, to you guys, is the bigger threat to you know want to avoid being the two seed uh, come playoff time?
1: Have to face oh, that man. in three. That's kind of hard because I feel like they both offer different threats, but they're both very threatening. (laughs) Uh Like Seattle, it obviously now has more of like the star power compared to Connecticut with SDS there now. Now they have NECA. EZ is going to end up being, I think, a really big piece for them as well. Um, They, of course, obviously Jewel Lloyd, like they are a very high caliber team. Um, maybe borderline super team, although they all, all the teams hate that, but (laughs) they, I, at this point, I think should be in that like fake super team conversation. Whereas with Connecticut, I feel like as always, they're making these moves that just make sense fit wise for them yeah, and also just like consistency wise for them. That's going to end up paying off like big time for them as it. Kind of always does, but then they're always just like a little bit less talented than the team that they're facing in the postseason. So I don't know. I but mean, that's, I, I think yeah,
2: that's true. But Connecticut, Connecticut was real solid last year too, and they you're getting Brianna Jones back, um, mm-hmm. and they're I I was scared of them last year to be to be honest. Uh, the Liberty did not have an easy time with them last year. Uh, and I think that they're really going to be, especially, uh, especially with what's been going on this offseason, they're going to be gunning for that for, for they're going to be gunning for us next year. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think, but I think that'll be exciting. I think there, it's always exciting to have more competitive teams in the mix. I love kind of seeing, uh, you know, the, the growth and proliferation of the star power across the WNBA. Um, because I mean, we did have we did get a great Liberty Aces, uh, you know, kind of rivalry during the regular season and the postseason last year. But uh, I I can't really speak to who's scarier between Seattle and Connecticut. Yeah. But Connecticut was scarier last year, and Connecticut is looking to step up a little bit, even from where they were last year.
0: Yeah, I think for for me. Connecticut was scary last year and they remain scarier because they have some of that continuity and they know they know how to give the Liberty fit specifically. Like they mm-hmm. match up they match up well and, and I think
2: that Yeah, I just and I think that continuity is really important because in basketball specifically, how the pieces jive together is such an important piece of of the sport. I mean, you even kind of saw it with the Liberty at the beginning of last year, while all the pieces Uh were so great, it took a little while for them to kind of come together and gel as a team. Um, And Connecticut's not going to have that problem because uh, they're they're playing in an existing in an existing environment they don't have as much of new pieces coming in and learning how to fit into the puzzle. Um, yeah. So I think that could be a real strength for Connecticut uh, going into the season that they're kind of upgrading off an existing very strong uh, very strong core it
0: Yeah did come with a cost for Connecticut though and and that was having to say goodbye to Beck Allen, who man, when she, when she came to Brooklyn, it was, you want know, to find somebody who's going to play a revenge game. Um, <laughs> oof. She was like, she's a guaranteed like 20 points coming to Brooklyn. It's it's nuts. Um, so i will be glad to not see her in orange. I'm not really sure what to make of Phoenix. I don't think they're going to be good, but I think they could be annoying.
1: Yeah, they've improved defensively automatically just because now they have Natasha Cloud. But like beyond that, I don't know what to think of them. They're definitely the team that out of all the teams that have been super active that I need to like, I need to see the product of like Mm -hmm. those moves on the floor to like understand what the end game is and like what the thought process was. But yeah, they are very confusing. like I don't I don't love <laughs> the way that like their pieces jive together right now. Um, I'd like to be proven wrong, but I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. No, it
0: feels like that's the kind of thing that you get sort of you know, you're, you're not alone in this in the WNBA where you find yourself in this middle ground of you have enough talent, that you should be around the playoffs, but you are not a title contender and sort of, you then wind up getting these pieces that, you know, you're you're trying to fit whatever pegs you have into whatever holes you have. And it's just Mm -hmm. a a mad scramble and you're going to win a good amount of games based on talent, but boy, is it up to the coach to try to make that work? And that's, that's where, that's where coaching is, is, you know, Coaching is important with every team, but for that team, like trying to jam that all together and and make it happen is. Uh, The other team that that I don't want to leave out here as far as like potentially scary. um, Dallas. Uh, Added Kalani Brown. um, Still, you know, I don't think Satu Saboli has reached her ceiling yet, which is. A little scary. Scary on its own. Yeah. Um, they showed last year they can go into Vegas and New York and win games.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it wouldn't have been, it would have been an upset, but it wouldn't have been unthinkable for them to beat Las Vegas last year. Agreed. Uh, in that playoff picture. So it's, uh, they're, they're, they're going to be ones to watch, definitely.
1: Yep, yeah. and I think Natasha Howard still has a ceiling to to reach as well that has not been met. Um, and I'm so excited to see Kalani Brown like get a full season with that mm-hmm. lineup because she is just oh I, I was upset that the Liberty couldn't try. to get her I wanted the Liberty to go out and get her last season um they did not Dallas got her and I completely understand her wanting to obviously sign with the team that gave her a shot um but wow she is awesome really really awesome and that's just such a great story but yeah Dallas is very scary um and I agree I was saying it I was like this is like the best matchup for Vegas um in the postseason, but the aces are the aces. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's why I really wanted the Liberty to, to take the swing with NECA. I understand why it didn't happen. I understand that like, Hey, she can be part of something and, you know, in Seattle and really, you know, good for her. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Go, going to go play with Scott Higan Smith is uh, a smart decision to make and you know good on you for doing it but like yeah I have a feeling of like yeah okay you run it back you have every opportunity to continue to improve with more chemistry with mm-hmm. you know Sabrina hasn't somehow as
2: she has not reached her peak yet
0: which is crazy because right. she is going to the NBA All-Star game to be the one person among shoot eight threes billion against on earth deemed worthy point. of shooting threes against <laughs> Steph Curry.
2: Yeah. Um but as far as the Liberty go, you know, I I don't really think you can overstate how important bringing Jonquel Jones back for 2 years at least oh, is. Yeah. I don't think you can overstate that because obviously Stewie was the league MVP last year, but you can argue that Jones was the most valuable piece for the Liberty going down the stretch after the all-star break last year, you can argue you, I would, I would argue really that JJ coming into her own learning how to play in that lineup at the, in the back half of last year made the difference for, for the Liberty. Um, and she's just, she's just an invaluable piece to have on your team. And I think you, uh, it's funny, but in the stacked kind of lineup that she's in, she gets overshadowed a little bit, but you can't really overstate how important she is and how great it's going to be to see her back
1: this year. Yeah, definitely. My
0: least spicy hot take, I think, is that in a world where the Liberty win the championship, Jonquan Jones is finals MVP.
2: Oh, yeah, oh. absolutely. I mean, in, yeah. the, in game four, she was half a second away from making the game-tying basket. I was right there three rows behind the basket with like 0.5 left on the on the clock when she when she took a shot um but you're you're absolutely right i think that if things had gone a little bit differently uh last year jj definitely might have been holding the the commissioner's cup mvp trophy and the wnba finals mvp mm-hmm. trophy
0: um, Yeah. but Great to have her back. Great to know that Sabrina still has room to improve. Great to know that you know, Maureen Johannes is, is still coming into her own as a WNBA player. Um, yeah, Stewie she just kind of has to
2: lock it down on defense, and she could be, she could be a really valuable piece. She obviously her her uh, ability with the three when she's on is legendary. Um, she just has to tighten it up a little bit on the defensive side, and she could be a really a really great a really great piece um I am curious to see how the younger Sabali develops mm-hmm. um, Good point. yeah because I think that uh when she got playing time last year she showed a lot of promise um she definitely has you know the when Steph Dolson was hurt and she got kind of Dolson's minutes. She showed a lot of promise. She definitely has the physicality to play a really good center. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to kind of see how her development goes. She was a rookie last year. I'm curious to see kind of how year two goes for her, and whether she can be, uh, you know, the person taking those minutes when JJ is not in the not on the court. Yeah, Yeah.
1: definitely.
0: it's important too because foul trouble is an issue
2: for JJ mm-hmm. and all
1: of the these refs don't fouls. let her live.
2: <laughs> they really don't. They the refs. She breathes on somebody. She and KT. She and Kayla Thornton. If they oh. breathe on somebody, the refs are calling fouls on them.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. But yes, it's <laughs> it's
2: important. It's, it's it's something to think about with with JJ
0: what I keep coming back to though is what Ace said that Vegas is still Vegas and is, is running it back Mm -hmm. enough or are we just like asking to walk into a season and expect it to kind of end the same way and just kind of maybe hope that a few bounces go differently. I don't know. Is that, is that the best that maybe that is the best you can do because the Liberty have a really fucking good team.
1: Yeah, they definitely do. I think it's just also like a matter of plugging the, they don't have a lot of holes to plug, you mm. know, and that's a luxury. Their depth a lot of these is so teams, good. Yeah. A lot of these teams had to make these big swings like Seattle because they were struggling and they had a superstar on their team and Jewel Lloyd who deserved a better team and deserved a, better around her so that it wasn't all falling on her shoulders after like the Stewie era has sort of passed and she was mm-hmm. stuck there. With New York, they can just run it back. I think what it is for them is more so just bench help and depth um, getting more solidified and also maybe just finding somebody aside from like JJ, KT, Benija Laney who brings that sort of like defensive identity to the team. Defense, I think, is, like, the one thing that I would love to see the Liberty consistently work on throughout the season. Like, I am never worried about them having to find scoring. Just mm-hmm. get me that, like, dog of a player <laughs> like Natasha Cloud, who unfortunately or is not available anymore. Clone Kayla Thornton. <laughs> or, or Yeah, exactly. Or clone Kayla Thornton and throw five give, of her on the floor. Kayla Thornton just a little <laughs> bit
0: more hands on the offensive end. Right, and, right. And we're good to go.
1: And they'll be fine. Because um, I think that was a big part of it, too, is just the fact that, like, you know, if you're playing a team like Vegas where they have so many threats on offense, you just got to match them up well enough where you can get a couple of stops here and there. Because, like I said, scoring wise, New York is right there with them in terms mm-hmm. of that talent. It's just a matter of getting stops. And New York wasn't able to do that consistently, especially during the finals. And I mean, it didn't
2: help that I think the, I I think the stats played out that the uh, playoff run for the Liberty were the worst 10-game run of Brianna Stewart's career.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yep. So
2: if that goes differently, a lot of things go differently.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It is Monday night as we record this. Um, Stewie has not officially re-signed. Is there anything to make
2: of that? I don't think I don't know so. how this
0: really goes down with the core player designation because I'm not Yeah.
1: They just have to core, like, they. I think they're working out whether or not they're going to core her, but I think the other did, thing yeah. that's coming into play is the CBA expires <laughs> next year, and so a lot of players are, like, working out deals where it's, like, it's sort of like a one-year deal and that way it doesn't coincide with or overlap with that new agreement being uh figured out between the players union and the league so that could be it too i don't know but i know she's definitely gonna she'll be around <laughs> she'll yeah. definitely be here yeah I mean, the, will... the core
0: designation assures that so it's just... yeah like to see her here for a long time uh yeah the same way
2: yeah so... i mean not only is she arguably the best player in the W, I mean, arguably, I know uh, Becky Hammond has some things to say about that, but uh, she brings eyes. She brings a lot of star power to the Liberty. And we, you know, saw record attendance this year in no small part because of her. Uh, the Liberty are a draw, and I love seeing that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um- Becky Hammond just can't talk nice about any New York basketball players. Becky um,
2: Hammond, so I have a, a, a ton of respect for her, but she is a hater, mm-hmm. truly. Um, she is the hateration in the dancery, as they say. Uh, ton of respect for her, but she really... Uh, She was, in my opinion, focused on the wrong things a little bit. Uh, Especially towards the end of the the playoffs last year when her team literally won the championship and she couldn't stop talking about the MVP voters.
0: Yeah, that was a little much. I I do appreciate (laughs) the hating.
2: Weird and hatery to me.
0: I'm I'm very much of the mind that um, hating... Hating is good for the league.
2: Listen, (laughs) Uh, I'm a hater. I love mm -hmm. hating. But I think it's weird, and I'll go on record saying this, I think it's weird for a coach to be that focused on a slight to one of her individual players in the pursuit of a championship. I think that's weird. And I think that it wouldn't have been weird if when the MVP vote came down, you know, she'd gone out and said, you know, how they did with AT in in Connecticut. They went out and said, you know, she's our MVP. She had a great year. I thought the vote should have gone another way. That's all good. But to keep harping on it, to like bring out your little PowerPoint or the oh. note cards or whatever to your press conferences in the middle of a championship run. And then after you win the champ, it's weird to me. I don't know.
1: Much respect for Becky
2: Hammond, but that's a level of (laughs) hatery reiteration that didn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: I guess it worked. I guess.
2: (laughs) You know, whatever gets you there.
1: I think the only, Mm. like, issue I had with it was just the way that it made me feel like, so we're just going to, like, pretend like Stewie didn't have, like... An amazing season that was also 100% worth or worthy of recognition for being most valuable to her team. Like, I, right. I felt very weird about that. Like, Asia Wilson is going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. One so of the, sweet. yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was just, it it just felt like a slight um, to do it that. It felt,
2: exactly, it felt like targeted yeah. hating in a way that I did not like.
1: yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to pick your form as a hater. It's maybe not arguing between two Hall of Famers at the peak of their careers. Um, maybe that's not the time. I don't know. But... Maybe it is. Right. I mean, there was, there was no
2: grand injustice done in Stewie winning MVP last year. And I think that should be something that is easy to agree on, right? There were three players who all arguably could have deserved it and one of them won. Yep.
1: yep. Simple. Simple as that.
2: <laughs> That's it.
1: But that,
0: you know, doesn't make for uh doesn't make for for good, you know, uh, we all agree. Uh, it would be nice if somebody went, but no. Uh, so go, Becky. Give us... Give us the Like uh, Give us the...
2: The haterade.
0: Yeah. I guess... I,
2: uh, they had...
0: I'm thinking back, like, playing the Jordan versus Bird one-on-one video game. It was a little uh, handheld video game, and there was an arcade version too. And, like why can we not just have like stewie versus asia one-on-one and they walk up to each other and one says fuck you you bitch smiling and i don't you know, mm. as as larry and michael did um <laughs> just just recreate that entirely um and then you know. i
2: mean replace the WNBA all-star game with a game of horse between asia wilson and brianna stewart
0: yeah, at least <laughs> give us that McDonald's commercial, right? So I think yeah. that's uh, that's where you, where you should go with that, and then um, then everybody's happy, and except for Becky. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, she can she can <laughs> sip on her hater aid with the value meal. <laughs> Number three. Large Haterade. A large Haterade. Like <laughs> yeah, veil. Yep. Three yeah. with a large exactly. haterade. Uh uh Meanwhile, uh we did not talk about the Chicago Sky, who they won the championship uh in 2021, and it feels like way longer ago than that somehow. Um mm-hmm. long enough that Diamond De Shields has now been on two teams before coming back to Chicago. But she's back there and it, it feels right feels like she should be there yeah i don't have many other thoughts on the chicago sky
1: (laughs) it was like their one big um in my opinion like their one big swing uh signing um because they also struck out like the liberty on neca but like like i said difference is like you know new york doesn't have to like retool completely more important for them yeah (laughs) chicago also unfortunately just got left uh in the dust by James Wade, um, which is unfortunate. But I- I'm actually excited for the sky this season. I feel like a lot of people are more down on them, um, but I think Teaspoon is going to be a very fun coach to watch. Yeah. Fun new coach to watch in the league uh, this season. So
2: too bad we're not going to be able to see her on the on the courtside cam at Barclays every I know. day. But yeah. But definitely a definitely a good ad for Chicago, on the mm-hmm. coaching side.
0: More time for Sue Bird, yeah. though.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love how how Sue came out to support Stewie all here last year. It's, With it's her wonderful. And, uh, and uh, I know Jason Sudeikis is going to be going to be running it back next year. He's there almost every game.
0: Um, I. I'm curious what happens um, during a Knicks playoff run. Because everybody, and and I don't think that, like, Knicks players showed up, or, like, Carmelo would show up and they wouldn't put him on the screen at Barclays. Like, I would like the Knicks-Nets pettiness to fucking stop so that everybody can be celebrating the awesome basketball that is played by these two teams.
2: I mean, frankly, I don't care about that in as much as I, as long as it doesn't impact the Liberty, I don't care what they do. Like if they're mad at each other, just let them both come out and support the Liberty. Right. Like tamp the pettiness down to the extent that you can put Carmelo Anthony on the, the, well, Here's, here's
0: where I'm going with this. I think that during a Knicks playoff run, like you see, if like Brianna Stewart comes up on the jumbotron at Madison Square Garden during a Knicks playoff game and mm-hmm. gets a huge fucking ovation, and like she's there with I don't know any of her teammates,
1: mm-hmm. they're like, "Here's
0: here's Brianna Stewart and John Paul Jones from the New York Liberty," and they're up on the, and they get a huge cheer, and they get that. Not that they don't already know from the playoff run last year, but like this city doesn't get wrapped up in anything the way that it gets wrapped up about a fucking Knicks playoff run, and
1: that's I fair. know yeah.
0: that that's like it's just how it is. I it's mean, just it's just a fact. Yeah, it's it's as I said to, to somebody the other. It's not the WNBA's fault that it hasn't existed. For the additional 50 years that the NBA has. Right. It'll get there. But like, I want I want for the liberty to be able to participate on the New York sports scene and in that kind in the most cherished thing that we all have together, the Knicks playoff run, Mm -hmm. to be able to celebrate with with the Rangers, with the Mets and Yankees who will show up and be on the jumbotron at those games. I want to put it out there to the Knicks now. Have these women at your games. Give them the same free tickets that you give to everybody else. Don't fuck around with the fact that, oh, they play in Joe Size Arena and we have beef with the Nets, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? They're part of this, and they they fucking should be, and they should get to be acknowledged in summer, and take that back with them into the summer. So Agreed. I want that out there now, Let's strong start. agree all right the other the other thing that we all have is um whether Mets or Yankees fan or both uh you have no idea what to expect from your bullpen uh going into twenty twenty four and uh yeah um, yeah,
2: um See, the Yankees think that they're the Liberty, but they're not as mm-hmm. good. That's the thing. Yes. The Yankees think that they can just run it back in twenty twenty-four, and if a couple bounces go differently, they're in the World Series. But the difference between the Yankees and the Liberty is that the Liberty are actually good. They Thank have you. earned the right to just run it back. And I know you're say you can say like we add, they added Soto, they added uh Strowman, Yankees made some moves, but they didn't make moves that reassure me as a fan that they know how bad they were last year.
1: Yeah. I don't think that they're aware. <laughs> I don't think I, anyone th- I them.
2: don't. You're, yes. I don't <laughs> think that they ha- I don't think that the front office is actually aware of how bad they were last year.
1: Just but yeah, based on how they're moving. I'm like, oh, so you just want to like do what you did. The year that you, again, got el- eliminated by the Astros, where you just like a few things did go your way up until you had to face the Astros. <laughs> well, right. And then they want to
2: yeah. then they go into 2023 and barely finish over 500. And they're like, you know what? That that's fine. How do you Brian Cashman out there in a uh, reporters scrum saying, oh, we're
1: pretty fucking good. We're, we're not. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. They're they're banking on Aaron's judge just never getting hurt ever again. But
2: she get hurts, he gets hurt every year, so that's a weird thing to bank on.
1: <laughs> they are absolutely um, just like, please don't run into any more fences, Right. <laughs> It'll be fine. And,
2: and it's, it's frustrating for me. I mean, it's frustrating for everybody. I'm not saying it's frustrating for me like it's uniquely frustrating for me that objectively the Yankees have what – I mean, not talking about Soto, but just talking about Judge and Cole – generously two of the top 10 guys in baseball, maybe two of the top five. Yep. In terms of talent and output. And they are. Yeah. yeah. absolutely put I, him in there. I, no, I'm not saying you can't put Soto in there, but I'm talking about guys that they have, have already been playing on the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they are both. Uh, still at their peak, I would say. But trending towards the traditional end of a baseball player's peak. Aaron judge is 32 this year. Garrett Cole's 33. Uh, which is still, I would say in the traditional peak of a baseball mm-hmm. player, but that's not going to be the case in three years for either of them, especially a guy of judge's size. So it's frustrating. Yeah,
0: had the injuries
2: absolutely who has the injury history and is six foot seven 290 pound guy who plays defense hard so it's frustrating to see the team functionally waste the peak of two of the very few best players in baseball of this era Yep, for sure is. And I hate going into the if George were alive, because George has been dead for a very long time. But you can see that the front office as it's being run is not being run by baseball people.
1: Yeah.
0: the, The if George were alive thing is so interesting in this way to me they operate with such reverence for the old man. Like, they've got that bizarre cult of personality memorial out in, in the outfield. Um, more prominent than Monument Park for years.
2: Mm-hmm. And But he didn't even build the dynasty teams. Right.
0: There's that. <laughs> but... His his whole thing, like, was always that winning was the only thing that ever, ever, ever mattered. And, like, I'm not sure how you can botch your own father's legacy and botch the understanding of it so very badly. Like, that's... Uh, yeah, I That see, is I see. as insulting to George as it is to compare Aaron Boone and Sandy Brondello because I believe Sandy can make adjustments and like match wits with Becky Hammond. Um, Aaron Boone is good at like something.
2: That if you put Sandy Brondello in the Yankee dugout, she's Mm -hmm. a better manager than Aaron Boone for a baseball Mm -hmm. team. I feel like if you put Sandy Brondello in, just say you're the manager of the Yankees this year. She gets better results. I have nothing I to back it. this up except vibes, <laughs> but I believe it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That is. I give her give her spring training to figure out the sport if she does She's Australian. Right. I, don't know. I don't know
2: how familiar she is. Yeah,
0: they do have baseball.
2: Greg Bird plays there, as we talked about last week,
0: mm-hmm. in Australian played.
2: baseball, sure. uh, but I don't know if Sandy is part of the Australian baseball culture.
0: we will have to look into this. I imagine at some point one of the teams had to have had her out to a game, like when she got hired. That seems like a, a usual thing that yeah. happens on the I mean, I've seen sports scene.
2: I've seen Sabrina at Yankee Games. I've seen uh, Steph Dolson and Maureen Johannes together at Yankee Games. They go everywhere together. They go everywhere together. They go to brunch together. What is Steph's contract status?
1: She's a free agent. Yeah, she's a free agent. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head if she's, I don't think Mm -hmm. she's restricted. I think she's an unrestricted free agent.
0: Yeah, maybe NECA going to Seattle helps keep the cap space clear to bring her mm-hmm. back.
1: I think they were probably not on the fence about bringing her back, but probably keeping that as like an option <laughs> if they were to swing and miss yeah. on NECA. Yeah,
0: because I think that Steph, if they got her, they would have had to do some cap gymnastics.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but I I don't I don't have any insight into what the Liberty's future plans for Steph are. Um, but she does hang out with Marie johannes a lot, and it is real cute when you see them out and about at various events together. Um, so I would hate for that that friendship to be broken up. Same.
0: The power of friendship, <laughs> as as you discussed last time, you were on ice. I think uh, so important to the liberty. No, you did. That was in a text. That wasn't even on the show. Like we were comparing. Um, because I was ta- I was bringing my kids to their first Knicks game, and we were talking about the difference between like a Liberty crowd, like how yeah,
1: oh yeah, you're, you're gonna yeah. go to the Knicks game, <laughs> and it's gonna
0: be a different sort of crowd than than the Liberty game, and and boy, did we get a great Knicks game for it? Uh, because they came back from 15 points down, and Jalen Brunson like had an iconic night, and um, oh, it yeah. was wonderful, and then. And then the Knicks controller uh, disconnected in the fourth quarter against the Lakers. <laughs>
1: just,
0: just simply yeah. AFK. Uh,
1: yeah, no. Liberty crowds are just, like, perfect for if you go in, you can go in alone to games to see mm-hmm. the Liberty and probably leave with, like, a friend. <laughs>
2: yeah, you'll always like, feel comfortable. You will at least get to hang out with Ellie. At minimum,
1: At you, will minimum get some you will interaction. Get, right, <laughs> some FaceTime with Ellie. Yeah. Who Next is the best
2: mascot in sports. Uh, I'd say between her and Gritty, it's close. That's, yeah. I'm a big proponent of Gritty because Gritty has kind of transcended his job gritty is bigger than the flyers you don't have to give a shit about the flyers to love gritty because i really don't i don't care about hockey period let alone philadelphia flyers hockey and i have a uh wall mounted bottle opener with gritty's face on it in my house so gritty really transcends his job which is why i think he uh he has a claim to being the best mascot in sport sports, but he doesn't twerk, which Ellie does. That's his. Ellie downfall. has yeah. the moves. Ellie's a star. Yep. I
0: think Ellie is a better mascot and gritty is a better. Uh, ambassador of chaos.
2: You know what? That's very fair. I, I, I really like that characterization of Gritty because pretty much everywhere you look, you'll see Gritty somewhere. I once saw Gritty cosplaying as a colonial woman at the Betsy Ross house. Mm-hmm. And I don't yep. know if I'd ever see Ellie doing that.
0: Did they let Gritty fuck the flag?
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't know how the, the extent of Gritty's interactions with the flag but I do know that Gritty was cosplaying <laughs> as a colonial woman at the Betsy Ross house. Um, I, I and I think just I might've that just referenced a
0: tweet that nobody, nobody I'm on this show with uh, got the reference to the drill classic um, at the Betsy Ross museum. People keep asking me if they can fuck the flag, buddy, I, I work here and they won't even let me fuck it.
2: I think I've seen that tweet before. It didn't immediately come to mind, but I have seen that tweet.
0: Um, Out of context, I can see why your faces look the way that they did.
2: <laughs> if you're just asking, <laughs> did Gritty ask fuck if the they flag? Let
0: gritty fuck the flag, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. I don't think so. But, you know, if they'd let anyone do it, it would be Gritty.
0: Or Brian Dawkins. They do love the Eagles.
2: Um, but uh, all that being to say, Ellie is a top tier mascot, and I think everybody who lives around here should go to at least one Liberty game, not just to support the wonderful women's basketball team we have here in New York, but to just hang out with Ellie once, at least once. Hang out with us. I mean, yeah. Jesse, you and I are at every game. Ace, how are you yeah. also in every game?
1: I so I went to one game uh total just like to go as like a fan uh with a friend of mine. It was the Dallas Wings game and they lost. So that was fun. But it was uh Barbie themed. Ellie had like it was just like head to toe in like pink accessories, had like Amazing. pink Jordan on, Jordan's on I feel like. Uh-huh. Um, she was matching Benajelaini, who was also rocking some some Pink Jordans. I mean, Benajelaini's yeah. fashion
2: is always top tier.
1: It was, it was iconic. Ellie's shoe um, game,
0: also tremendous for a mascot.
1: It's incredible. Um, and then I had the pleasure of catching a couple of more covering the games. Um, and there were a few iconic. I mean, every every performance that Ellie does is iconic. But I caught yeah. a few particularly iconic performances from her. But yeah, it was hard not to cheer. Like, you have to be real objective.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't,
1: yeah. I can't be objective about Ellie. But if, if you're uh, listening to this
2: podcast and you have not yet been to a Liberty game, go. Go. Say hi to Let's me. Say, say hi, hi to, to Jesse. Us. And hang out with Ellie. Mm-hmm. I have. You can't miss no, her. <laughs> she's the big elephant just hanging around.
1: There's like one quick thing I wanted to mention about Ellie. Um, I a friend of mine, we're talking about this. She goes to a lot of Liberty games. And she said there was a game where the Liberty lost. And it was very clear to her that the Ellie that was in the Ellie suit was not the real Ellie. Oh. Like she could tell from the body language, from the way Ellie was moving, it was not the real Ellie. And they lost that game. The next game she went to, these were, this was in the playoffs. She went to the next game, um, and they won that game. And she was like, "That was definitely the real Ellie." So there's some some interesting. Oh wow! You know,
2: I've always been so curious <laughs> about who is in the Ellie suit because whoever it is, props to you, sir or ma'am or whoever you are, because you can dance. I can. like stealing the show every time you're out there. And it can't be easy to do that in a big elephant suit. Yeah, but you know, whoever's in the Ellie suit, whoever the real Ellie is, I'm not. I'm not commenting on the fake Ellie that might may or may not have made the Liberty lose in the playoffs <laughs> it was last year. Is that
0: large at this moment. This is right. This is now an open case.
2: But the real Ellie, <laughs> I have so much respect for you.
0: But we will continue yeah. our salutes to the real Ellie throughout the season. Uh, we'll come back, talk talk more liberty here on Casual Die Hard. Uh, go to CasualDieHard.com and see what's there. At some point soon, it's going to be a real website. i will be cool. Check it out. Great. Uh, I'm going on vacation in a couple weeks, so it'll really be uh, after I get back from that. Because it'll be stupid to launch a website and then... Uh, We're going to soft launch it before then, though. (laughs) That is it for us on the show. Ace and Anna, thank you so much for being part of this one. And I will come back. Um, I'm recording another one of these tomorrow. So we'll talk more baseball then. Uh, We'll talk more other stuff soon. I'm having trouble signing off, so I'll just do it the way I always do. Love you.